My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the Six Figure Podcast Rebels podcast. My guest today is PJ Riley. PJ buys vacant land and sells the property online. While others sell for cash, he makes it as affordable as possible by selling on owner financing. PJ is also the host of the Land Life podcast, where he interviews business builders and entrepreneurs in interesting niches to get their take on what it's like to build a business. It's going to be a great conversation today. PJ, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Jeff, Jeff, thank you so much, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Tell us about Land Life. Man. So I'm feeling pretty rebellious today, Jeff. I'm feeling pretty rebellious. So here's me. Here's here's kind of how I got started. Um, Let's go back a little bit further. Uh, so we grew up in the military. I grew up in the military, lived all over the world, right? Landed in Colorado where my father retired and kind of went to high school and college here. Uh, wasn't exactly an academic. I wasn't, wasn't tearing it up in the, in the academic space. So uh, honestly, I got out with the bare minimum amount uh, of the GPA that you could get in high school and college, roughly a 2.0. Not roughly. It was a 2.0 um, for both. So started a bunch of different businesses, you know, right after that, I was like, I got to try something because, you know, people aren't going to give me a job based on my GPA and my transcript. So I got to add some things in. Right. And so, I mean, I tried insurance sales, personal training. I was a professional fighter for a while. Um, I had this really interesting business where we decided to interesting, I guess, where you, we try to put credit card readers into police cars. Um, Long story short, that did not work out. And you and I are not talking about my credit card in police car uh, uh, business. Um, so I found vacant land. I was watching a YouTube video and found vacant land. Um, started buying and selling uh, vacant land um, pretty much all online. You know, uh, it was it was a lot of it was, was online um, through Facebook or Craigslist, uh, things like that. Um, but yeah, that's where I built the business. And that's kind of what got us to the point we're at now. You know, what's interesting about the vacant land part is that there are so many different ways that you can work with that. You know, like you can, you can buy it and hold it. You can buy it to develop it. You can buy it hoping that someday someone else is going to come around and develop around you. Why did, why did the vacant land in particular excite you? Was it just the possibility of buying, buying it cheaper for the prospect of it increasing in value? What was the game there? Yeah, initially it was a low barrier to entry. You know, I was like, I, I saw this video. This guy was saying you can buy and sell land. I was like, really cool. Um, so I went on Zillow, found a guy that was selling land. Uh, he was selling two properties, and um, each of them were eleven hundred bucks. Well, I was doing direct sales, one of my many different entrepreneurial endeavors, right? And I had crazy enough eleven hundred bucks in cash in an envelope. So this guy's selling two properties for eleven hundred bucks. I have eleven hundred bucks. I learned from this video, you're supposed to lowball these guys a little bit, right? So I call this guy and I say, hey, look, I'll give you 1100 bucks, but for both properties. He's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And I was like, what? So he took it from there. We got the property and the deal done. But 
550 bucks per property, you know, that's a, a great incentive to jump into a business. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? I just spent 550 bucks per property and I own land, right? Uh, I did went on, go online and I sold them both about two weeks later for about 1500 bucks each. Um, so almost tripled my, my return. So it was a low barrier to entry and then proof of concept almost immediately that it was very doable and, you know, it's very possible for me to triple my returns. And I'd never seen that before. You know I mean? That just, I, I don't know of any, I didn't know of any other business at the time where that existed. Amazing. You know, it, 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 I find it funny how some people stumble into their niches that, that, that really rocked their world. Right. And it sounds like you, like you stumbled into something and, and it worked out and then it just became like, yeah, I can replicate this. I can make that happen. Yeah. Right. And it got, yeah, and it got so interesting for you where, you know, fast forward a couple of years, you know, now you have a podcast where you talk about this stuff and, you know, you talk, well, you do zoom out a little bit in terms of entrepreneurship and business building and things like that. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and how you use that as a vehicle for promoting your land life business. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll back up even a little bit on that one. The reason I made a podcast is because I found land, you know, um, it was something I didn't know existed. Right. And I just happened to find it. Uh, now I will say you get lucky when you work really hard, right. When you're always out there looking, your, your head's on a swivel in the business world. You're always looking for that next thing. That's why I built a podcast. Cause I was like, there's so many other things out there like land uh, where, you know, the average guy like me, who was, I was totally an average guy. I mean, there was nothing special about me. 2.0 GPA ain't gonna, you know, you're not exactly a rocket scientist, but there's so many other things like that out there. Right. So I was like, well, wait a minute. If I learned uh, my business from YouTube, a YouTube video, I bet there's a ton of other businesses and other people that can learn, uh, you know, find a niche that suits them. Right. So that's why I started the, that, that podcast. Um, to where there's all these different niches being explained and, and talked about and, and all that. Now, how does it help my business for me? I'm meeting tons of people. You know, I mean, I'm meeting people and learning about so many different things. Even if it's a business that has nothing to do with my land business, they have like a tip or a trick or something that they're doing in their business. Maybe a form of automation, maybe a way to contact customers. But there's so many different things I can learn from all these different industries and all these different entrepreneurs that have, they basically just jumped out and tried themselves. Right. So they have tips, tricks, all these things to teach me. So it's, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, what's interesting about, uh, about the podcast and is that it really is the ultimate networking tool. And the example I give is that you and I probably would have met at a conference, like a funnel hacking live or traffic and conversions. I maybe would have gotten 90 seconds of your time. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with a podcast interview, you know, you get them for the better part of an, of an hour and you get direct access to the, you know, to the thinker, to the, you know, the, uh, the entrepreneur where with the access that you probably would not have had otherwise. Right. But let me ask something. What do you find as some of the pain points around podcasting? Like what are some of the things that, uh, uh, you know, that maybe weren't so easy for you in the beginning and now you're able to overcome them. How has that yeah. podcasting journey been for you? Yeah. So at first I was afraid. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I, I like talking, but in front of a camera and, and honestly, right now in this room, it's just me. 
I'm the only one here talking to a camera. You know, I wasn't used to that. So it was, um, it, it was a little bit scary at first. So I have this buddy and he had a podcast and he's like, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing one of these podcasts like you're doing. And he's like, cool. He's like, uh, I'm free in the next like half an hour. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, like half hour I'll, I'll be on. I'll be your first, your first guest. And I was like, all right, here we go. So just kind of threw one together and, um, that's how it all started. Um, you know, it gets easier and easier as you go on, you know, don't get me wrong. I've only been doing this for, I don't know, six, eight months, something like that. Um, it was really hard to talk. And I was, I was very bad. I mean, I'm not great now. I stumble over my words, even to this day, uh, which I will um, encourage somebody who wants to do a podcast. You're going to stumble over your words. Who cares? The best people out there, Gary V, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, they stumble over their words all the time. You know what I mean? But they just keep going. Just keep talking. Don't stop. Right. And it's, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, that was one of the, the initial problems I had when I, when I first started, uh, you know, since then you, you have all kinds of issues, just like with any other business, um, you know, technical issues, you know, do I have the right mic? Is this thing, does this thing sound good? My first couple of mics were terrible. You know, they, they just didn't sound good at all. It was an echo and, I, or I tried with uh, AirPods and it just didn't work. Uh, my camera, you know, you don't need to break the bank on a camera. Uh, the one I have now, it looks okay. I think I spent maybe 150 bucks on it, but it wasn't the first camera right? This was this like the third or fourth camera I've had. I was trying to use, you know, all kinds of different cheaper versions and, you know, they, they, you just, you live and learn. Um, so it's really just been trial and error. You know, it's been a lot of trial and error, but the main point that I'm trying to make here is if you don't do it, if you don't jump on camera and just make a video, say, hi, this is me. This is who I am. Uh, you know, you're never gonna, going to, uh, you're never going to get to that next level. Amen to that. You know, one of the things about my podcast is, um, uh, not that I'm inviting you to do this, please do not do this, but you can go back and listen to my first episodes, right? And they're objectively yeah. bad. They are, obje you know, it's like you, like you listen to them like, geez, what was this guy thinking? And, you know, you just get better with time. And, you know, yeah. like in my case, I've, you know, I've done over 300 interviews now and it just becomes, it, I wouldn't say that it necessarily becomes easier because I always need to get into that Zen mode, you know, before you hit record, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a conversation and the conver these are conversations that you can or should be having anyways, you yeah. know, with your prospective clients, with the leads, things like that. So why not record them? Why not, you know, create some value with it? What have you found to be the, the powerful point of having a conversation in your podcast? Like how, like, how has that changed you and how has that changed your business? Yeah, man. Um, I've, learned so many new things and so, so many new ways of doing things. I mean, my whiteboard behind me is covered in, uh, you know, different ideas that a different guest gave me or, uh, or, or something where I, they helped me start down like a road towards something else. You know, uh, they have, there's so many different ideas and so many different things that somebody else can teach you, you know, and, and it's just like almost like a second set of eyes. I buy and sell land. It's very basic, very easy to understand. Um, but what about, like, so I buy land, so I rural vacant land in the middle of, uh, you know, Oklahoma, Wyoming, very rural areas. I met a guy the other day. He says, um, no, I don't buy those, those anymore. I'm buying infill lots. You know, you got your, your neighborhood here. You look at the next house over, the next house over, and then the third house over, it's just this vacant lot. That's what this guy's buying. I was like, wow, that's so interesting. 
just an addition to what I already do, but it, it's it's going to help me kind of build and grow, uh, you know, from where I'm at now. And I would never have gotten that had I not had a podcast, had I not had a, um, you know, this podcast where I'm constantly interviewing different people in different niches, I would never have met that guy, you know, and I met him through somebody else. So I met this guy that was telling me about these info lots um, from a guy who I had had a podcast previously. So, you know, you really, you start to meet people that know people and then they know people and then they know people. Um, you know, I, I heard Grant Cardone speak and I've mentioned him twice already in this podcast, which is weird, but um, he was saying, if, if people don't know you, they're not going to do business with you, right? If people don't know you, they're not going to work with you. So uh, getting out there and getting to meet people will app through a podcast will absolutely multiply your business uh, tenfold. What are some of the challenges you're facing, you know, as an entrepreneur in order to scale up, right? You know, it's like one thing that, you know, you can do some of these activities on your own, but, you know, like at some point you're going to need, you're going to need an assistant. You're going to need a salesperson. You're going to need yeah. some back office help. What is the, what are the biggest challenges you faced when you are trying to scale up your business? Yeah, Jeff, that's a great question. And it's what I'm dealing with right now. So that's, that's perfect. Um, you know, when you run a business or you run your podcast, right? You think nobody can do this as good as I can. I'm the best. This is my baby. I am the only one who understands it. You know, I could hire somebody, but they're never going to understand it the way that I'm doing it. Um, so one of my challenges is bringing on help and automating. Um, I was really bad at that. I would wake up and I would literally, literally do everything from start to finish, you know, everything. I would manually send out emails. So when I would get, let's say, let's just use the podcast as an example. Somebody says, yeah, I want to be on your podcast. I would manually type out an email to respond to them. Well, now I don't do that, right? You know, I, uh, I, I've, it's, it's all automated. Um, so that was one of the biggest issues I had. I just would not stop doing the work. Um, currently, my biggest issue is bringing on help. You know, I need extra help, maybe an assistant, maybe somebody to uh, maybe get me guests, get me on a podcast, something like that. Um, but adding in people is probably my biggest issue right now. You know, adding in help uh, in the podcast space, but in the real estate space too, you know, finding people that will acquire properties for you, finding more people that will sell properties for you. Just adding in a bigger team is it's very difficult when you're uh, when when you don't believe that anybody else can do it as good as you can. That's really interesting because what happens is, um, you know, when you start thinking about expanding into the world of virtual assistance, I, I I think the biggest thing that that I had to come to terms with is a I'm not going to find another Jeff, right? Yes. And I I couldn't possibly hire another Jeff, so I need to hire a specialist. And when you start thinking of these people as specialists right? The audio editor as a specialist, the graphic designer as a specialist, the content writer as a specialist, you know, the land procurement person as a specialist. What happens is it makes it, uh, it makes it a lot easier to work with them in their zone of comfort, right? Instead of just uh, expecting the, expecting the writer to create graphical assets for you, which they're probably mediocre at at best. Right. Yes. So you're better off just letting them like, okay, you're a writer, just write, you know, yeah. and that's great. You know, just be, you know, be a writer and that's what I'm paying you to do. And it's great. I think that once you 
once you find that niche and you can put together that kind of team, that's when you're really able to start scaling up because then you know exactly who's going to do what and when, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, cool. So PJ, do me a favor. Uh, Can you please tell everyone where they can find you online and how they can learn more about you and reach out to you directly? Yeah, guys, message me on Facebook. That's the the number one place people seem to be contacting me. It's just Facebook. PJ Riley, the name is... I don't know. We'd be like right there. I think it is perfect. Right. Yeah. PJ Riley on Facebook. Um, I'm on every single social media site, uh, YouTube. I'm on it's, it's land life. My YouTube channel is where are we at here? Land life. Um, I'm on TikTok. I may be too old to be on TikTok, but damn it. I'm on it. I don't care. The, uh, the it's PJ Riley is land life. Uh, that's my TikTok, I guess, handle. Um, also, if you want to buy and sell land, if you want to learn how to buy and sell land, uh, I do have a course now, uh, landlifecourse.com. Um, you know, if that's something you're interested in, jump on there and uh, it's super affordable. Um, but yeah, I'm everywhere, man. I'm everywhere you can you can go on social media. You can find me there. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the places. I love it. PJ, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a yeah, lot of fun. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate you breaking this down for me. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.